0: super excited again to be with y'all tonight. Uh, We're going to go through this quickly. It's going to be awesome. And then we'll get into some C group time and uh, it'll be great. So we will be in Hebrews chapter 12 tonight. So if you have your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 12, we'll be reading verses one through three. We've been in a series called complete. Okay. This series is based on the book of Hebrews. We've talked about how Jesus is superior, how he's like the perfect example of God, how he is God, We've talked about how we find true rest in God. Last week, we talked about what rest means, what it means to have rest specifically in Jesus, how it's much more than just taking a nap. It's much more than taking a break after a run. It's much more uh, than going on vacation. But it's something that fulfills us, that sustains us, that gives us energy, that allows us to see Jesus even greater than what we think rest Really is. And I think rest is so important because the reason why we rest, obviously, is that we keep going, right? If we don't rest, if we don't uh, practice, you know, just breathing, right? If we continue to work hard, we will pass out, we'll die, you know? Like if you stay up all night, you know, I know a lot of you still do that, which is okay because you're young, but I can't do that. If I stay up all night, I will pass out. Like I'm not gonna make it, okay? Uh, because we, our bodies are meant to rest because with rest, we rebuild energy and we can keep going forward. If you, didn't, if you don't know, uh, this past summer, I went to Colorado. I went to Colorado with my fiance and her family. It was the first time I've ever been to Colorado. It was super nice. The weather was beautiful. I mean, the journey was long, right? Like We, we drove for I don't know how many hours in a van with like 11 of us right, and and then kids as well, and that's always fun, right, like, just driving on a road trip, this is the first time I've ever been on a road trip with her family, so I was excited, I was also nervous, I was like, oh, man, I don't want to mess up anything, but it was so hard to sit in the middle seat, has anybody ever been on a road trip and sat in the middle seat? Yeah, that's like, 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 look at me, and if you look at Jackie, we're not the same, like, I'm tall, I'm wide, she's short and skinny, okay, like, I should not be sitting in the middle, but I'm a great fiance. So I sit in the middle, right? And, and then imagine trying to fall asleep in the middle like this between people, you know, and I'm like, ah, like I, oh, oh, I can't even breathe, right? And I'm falling asleep. And, and that was like for hours, bro, just hours of, of doing that. And I, again, it was fun. I love being with them, but it was really exhausting. We had to take breaks. We had to like pull over and and like, get down and stretch our legs because we were like this and get water, right? we go to the restroom or, you know, but we had to stop multiple times, right? Until finally the GPS, you hear it, it says, uh, met destination or something like that, right? You reach your destination. You're like, oh, yes, right? And so what we do is we take the day to rest. We take the day to unpack, to enjoy the scenery, right? Shower, just rest because we have things planned for vacation, okay? And so, I did, there's different ways of, of, of doing vacation. You know, when I think of vacation, I think of like, I'm just like, whatever. I'm gonna do whatever I want, whatever time. Nah, this was like, we're gonna do this, 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 and this, and this, right? So I was learning to also see how Jackie's family did vacation. I wasn't used to it, right? I wasn't prepared mentally or physically for what we're going to do. So even though we reached our destination, the journey was like, oh, we made it. We made it to vacation Yo, we still had a lot of things to do. And the first thing on the list was, we're going to go climb mountains. So, oh, all right, cool. That sounds to everybody, right? And they're like, don't no worry. We picked, we picked a mountain at the Rocky Mountains, right? Very popular. We picked a mountain that's easy, that kids are going to enjoy. It's like kids can do it. They won't die or anything. Okay, great. I can do that. This was not for kids. I don't care what anybody says, but this mountain was the hardest mountain I've ever climbed in my life. Like I could not breathe, right? And the kids are like, la, 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 la. And I'm like... Dude, I did not understand how this was vacation, okay? Like, I did not come to pass out on top of a rock to die, right? But when we finally reached the top and we we got to see the scenery, I mean, it's breathtaking. I mean, it's something that your eyes can't even believe that you're seeing it right now, right? You don't even believe what your eyes are seeing right now. And you reach the top, I mean, there's like animals just, you know... (laughs) beautifully just you know roaming the fields and you see little I saw I don't even know what it was like a badger maybe type thing i don't even know what it looked like right just just so 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 gentleman like just astute right just like staring into the like look beyond what you see type of thing right like it was beautiful and so even though i thought we got to the destination colorado the journey kept going there were still more things that had to be done there were still more things because there was more that We knew that was better. Just because we arrived to Colorado didn't mean that the journey was over. There was even greater things. It's one thing to say we made it to Colorado. It's a different thing to say, man, I explored Colorado. And I saw the beauty that God created within the mountains and the lakes and the trees. So just because you reach a destination doesn't mean that it's over. God may be calling you somewhere specifically. And you may be, okay, God's calling me to, when you go to college, God's calling me to UT. No, you you got work to do at UT. Okay, God's calling me to be a doctor. Great, you're a doctor. No, you got work to do as a doctor. God's calling me to retire. Okay, great. You're still going to go and minister to people, bless people financially or whatever. You're always on the move. There's never a final, well, there is a final destination, right? There is a final destination. But while we're on this earth, we're going to keep going. The journey keeps going. And that takes endurance. That takes perseverance. When I graduated college, I said, man, this is it. Great. Nope. It got way harder. (laughs) All right, Eli, go work. What? I I already studied, though. Where's the money? What? I got to work. Oh, like, dude, you keep going. It doesn't stop. And you have to continue to work. And, And it's crazy because you think you finished school and you learned it all. No, you keep learning, too. You grow. And the same thing that we do with Jesus, we continue to grow and we see new things that Jesus brings into our lives in Hebrews chapter 11. If you go and read it later, you'll see a whole list of different people that the author is writing about Noah, Abraham, Abel, uh, all these people that, that persevere that God used, right? And he's trying, or the author is trying the authors or author, nobody still knows who wrote Hebrews. but. It's generally, um, uh, it's generally accepted that it could have been a multitude of authors. But the point is, is that author, this author had a reason, right? And so chapter 11 lists all these people that God used and, and that had endurance and persevered. Okay? That kept his promises too, right? And it's interesting because then we go to, verse, uh, to chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, and it says this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, aka uh, the people that he listed in that list, right? Are witnesses because God has used them, has persevered them, and now they're resting forever in the kingdom with, with Jesus, right? And they're witnessing everything that we're doing too right now, right? The great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Other translations say, let us throw off every weight, Right? Every single weight in sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Other translations say the author and the finisher of our faith. We're called to persevere. We're called to endure. Life is hard. Life is crazy. But right now, we have some seniors in the room. And you're pretty much done with your first half of your senior year. Two weeks, November's here. Three, week, three or four weeks, Christmas is here. And that's, that's your first half of semester. Gone as a senior. And you have another half. Right? Keep going. Enjoy your... You can see the finish line. Right? To graduation. For some of you middle schoolers, maybe there's some eighth graders like, Oh man, I can't wait to go to freshman year. To go to high school. Finally, I'm done being in middle school. Right? Uh, my middle school years are over. Endure, persevere, keep pushing. You're going to get there, but know that just because you become a freshman doesn't mean that life you know, automatically assumes that everything's going to be great. It's going to get harder. Same thing as a senior. Learn, persevere, and endure. So you're saying, okay, you're like, great. Fine, endure, persevere, specifically because Jesus is calling us to do that. But how do we do that? How do we become like those people that are in that list in chapter 11 of Hebrews? How do we do that? We just read it. We just read it. The first thing that we do is that we throw off everything. We throw, we throw off any weight. We lay aside our weight. One of the hardest things to do, I think, in life is sometimes during, during the race that we've been called to run. is to recognize that there's some weight in our lives that is added to the point that we can't run anymore. Uh, Maybe for some of you guys, the weight that's holding you down is insecurities. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I talk. I don't like the way I laugh. I don't like the way my hair looks. Hey, at least you have hair. Right? I don't like the way that that my feet smell. (laughs) Shower. No. I don't like the way that my arms look, my fingernails. I don't like the way you know, that, that people look at me. <laughs> you have insecurities. Maybe for some of you, you have a lack of confidence. Man, I just, I'm not, I'm too scared to say hi to this person. I'm too scared to be around people. I'm too scared to let people into my life. I'm too scared to share with people. I'm too scared every time I'm in a C group to be honest and say, you know what? No, I'm having a really bad week, guys. My life, My life is not going so well. I'm too scared. To, to, to have confidence in my leaders, that, to know that they love and care for me. I'm too scared to be bold and share the truth of who Jesus is to my, to my classmates. You know how many dead bodies are walking around in your schools right now? Hundreds, hundreds of dead bodies that you pass by in the hallway, right? But we're scared. Right, Or maybe for some of you, uh, you've been struggling with sadness. Man, I'm really sad. I don't have any friends. I'm lonely. Or, or, or my parents keep fighting. Or my brother is really mean to me. Or my sister is really mean to me. Or I love my sister and my brother so much, but it seems like they don't even care about me. Or, or maybe like your parents aren't together and, and you don't talk to one parent. Or maybe... You just really hate your grandparents, or something, right? There's, there's something that's always just in your life that just for some reason is always there. For some of you, it's depression severe depression. I'm not talking about just sadness, but severe depression to the point where you're like, man, I don't know if I want to live anymore. I don't know if this is even worth it. I don't even know why I'm here in the first place. I have many friends that I've spoken to over the past years that have struggled with severe depression and suicidal mentalities, many friends. And it breaks my heart to know that, that, that they go through this, right? That he or she is, is thinking in a way that doesn't reflect scripture, right? And it's, you just so badly want to say, oh, but God, God just loves you so much. And, and it's hard. But what gives me hope is, is, is really, recently I spoke with a friend and it's, it's been a long battle, and, and I've told this person, you know, continuing to pray for them and just talk to them as much as I can. And we, we've seen so much of God's faithfulness in, in, in this person's life. This person's life is starting to turn around, and we see God's faithfulness, but then in a moment, the enemy is going to want to attack. And I told this person, I said, listen to me. I'm so happy, and I'm praying that we're going to have another conversation like this, because we had just finished having a conversation of of him laying aside the weight and the burden finally being able to do that. I mean it was such a great moment the conversation of of this person saying I've I've laid it aside I've laid the weight and the burden of my shame aside and I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus and and then things are going so great and I'm so much more uh, happier and focused and and I just I feel God's using me and I'm like this is great but guess what the enemy's about to attack right now because the one thing that the enemy would love to see is to give you hope and then to take that away immediately so you can sink even deeper into this severe depression. That's what they want, that's what the enemy wants. And so we are to lay aside our weight, the burdens that are holding us down as we continue to uh, to run the race. And we have opportunities here. There's a God who's here to carry that weight, to take that weight. We come together in this room to worship, to praise, to confess. We have an opportunity every Wednesday night, every day, really, not just Wednesday night, but every morning you wake up, you have an opportunity to lay aside your weight. We also are called to lay aside our sin, okay? We're called to lay aside our sin, throw off every weight and sin that so easily ensnares or entangles us, right? I don't know if you've ever seen an anaconda or a snake, maybe. I'm not, I don't know what the correct but I, I saw a movie a long time ago when I was a kid. I'm not saying to watch it, but there was a movie about a big snake, anaconda, and this person, like this anaconda will wrap around a person and like choke it out. Literally choke it out. It's one of the scariest things that I've ever seen. Before. I was like, oh my gosh. And they're real. Those anacondas are real. But anyway, the point is, is that when you see something like that, right? Envision this when it says sin that so easily ensnares or entangles us. That's how easy sin is can destroy us and distract us from running the race. Some sins can be easily avoided, but they're not. And you don't even think about it. Some sins are so easy to commit, and we don't even think about it because we're so used to committing them. And people always want to say, well, you know, I, that's not really a sin. Like, I, I mean, I only did it once. It doesn't matter. Like, The point is, is that it's so easy for us to be distracted and think, oh, this is just whatever. No, but it's slowly choking you out. Some sins are even am- Admired. Some people praise the idea of sneaking out of the house. Some people praise the idea of going and and doing whatever you want. Some people praise the idea of like, oh, you got with this girl this week? Dude, you got with that boy that week? Girl, like some people love to celebrate that. Why? I don't understand. Some some sins are more dangerous than others too. Let's cut the chase here. Maybe for a long time we've heard Oh, but all sin is the same before God's eyes. Hey, yes and amen. God forgives all sins, but let's not, let's not, let's not fool ourselves. There are deeper consequences for sins at different levels. If you murder somebody, you're going to jail for life, right? Right. You're not getting out. You're you're in jail. It's, It's over, right? That's a consequence. You steal a piece of gum, yeah. You're still gonna go to jail, right? You're still gonna go to jail. You're still gonna deserve some time. But the severe, and I, but that, that's just an example. Because even even with we've seen so many people come to know Jesus through prison ministry and stuff like that. I have a lot of friends that have done that, right? But the point is, is no matter what, there's different levels of consequences to sin. That's a reality. So don't fool yourselves. Don't do it thinking ah, I'm just gonna lie because it's not that bad, right? Or But then you go off and do something extra. But God still is going to forgive me. Yeah, but the consequences are going to suck. I'll tell you that much. Lastly, we're called to run with endurance. Run with endurance. It says, but notice notice what it says here. It says, let us. Let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Us. It didn't say, therefore, Gabriel, go run by yourself. It doesn't say, Jaden, go and run the race by yourself. Right? It doesn't say, therefore, go and run by yourself. No, it says, let us run with perseverance, with endurance. How do we expect to run the race without any help? We can't. There's a reason why God created community in the first place. And this is so important to know. Because for a lot of you, you want to run this race on your own. And I'm telling you, you're going to fall and you're going to need someone there to continue to push you. To continue to, to, to help you persevere. To give you motivation to say, hey, we can do this. In a marriage, right? You say through sickness, through health. If that spouse is sick, the husband or wife's not going to be like, all right, deuces, I'm going to go do my own thing. No. The spouse, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure you're fed because you can't do that right now. Man, there's a beautiful story of a couple. This person literally cannot move. Paralyzed. And the wife, beautiful, right? And, and, and just loving. And, and so many men chasing after this woman. And then they ask her, why are you still with this? Like, why are you with this person? You know you can leave. Like, nobody's, everybody's going to understand if you, if you leave your spouse because of the condition that this person is in. He's not able to provide what you've asked for. She says, I don't think you understand. <laughs> We're one, we're one. I've committed. I've said, no, I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life through sickness and in health, and I'm going to persevere and endure because I love this person. There's, a, there's an Olympian. You may have heard of this story named Derek Redmond, and this, this Olympian, uh, he Tom was famous. We'll show that in a little bit. Yeah. We'll show that in a little bit. He, he's a famous runner uh, for Britain. And he trained a lot. He worked really hard. He made it to the Olympics, right? Um, and something amazing, well, something not so amazing happens. But then we see something so beautiful uh, that I think is really going to show us exactly what it looks like when, when Jesus promises that he's going to sustain us and, and be with us. Let's, let's go ahead and watch this together.
1: Craig Massback back at Olympic Stadium in Barcelona, coming up to the men's 400-meter semifinals. Here are the lane assignments. Steve Lewis in lane three. Top four to Wednesday's final. Steve Lewis in lane three. Roberto Hernandez out quickly in four. Now down the back stretch. Ismael on the left of the screen is running very, very quickly. And inside of Lewis, Sunday, Bada, of Nigeria. And Derek Redmond of Great Britain has pulled up with an injury. Redmond is out. Derek Redmond, the British record holder, and an important member of that British 4x400 four meter relay team, as he doesn't want anybody to help him. It'll be Lewis to win in 44.50. But
0: look at this. He's going to try to finish his semifinal race.
1: The British have a certain tradition of running, which you have to respect. A bizarre finish to this first semifinal in the men's 400 meters. Derek Redmond of Great Britain pulled up with an injury halfway down the back stretch. He's fighting off those trying to help him to finish the race in his lane. And now the pain too much. Olympic Stadium, as Redmond, with assistance this time, approaches the finish line he had wanted so desperately to reach. That is the Olympic
0: spirit. He reached the Olympics. He made it. He trained so hard. And he thought he finally reached his destination. And the moment he runs, something tragic happens. But he decides to persevere and run the race and try to finish it. In the end, the pain was too much to bear. And his father, his father, from the stands, runs out and sustains him. And carries him across the finish line, Philippians 1.6 says that he who began a good work will, will sustain it until the day of completion. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us how fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith, the author and finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, remember that word consider that we talked about a few weeks ago, who endured such opposition from sinners so that you, so that me, so that I would not grow weary and lose heart. Don't lose heart, church. Don't lose heart, students. Maybe life is really easy right now. Maybe it's really difficult. But in in, in either stage of life, fix your eyes on Jesus. Run the race persevere keep going because it's worth it in the end there's something greater for you on the other side jesus we thank you so much for tonight we thank you father for allowing us to come together help us to persevere jesus help us to lay aside the weight help us to lay aside our sin father help us to run us to run with endurance the race that you've set before us let us finish it standing high with a head held high that is being carried by you, Jesus. It's your name we pray. Amen.